Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email agelessarttattooandpiercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Hey, Metalheads, after going to a Rager, what's your ultimate go-to? Mine is totally pizza. So when Overload is playing or I'm promoting the Metal Forge Live showcases or the big goddamn metal show, I go to Pizza Donisi. Pizza Donisi is gourmet artisan pizza from right here in Louisville, Kentucky. It features things like the pizza of the month, the sandwiches, and also vegetarian and vegan options, which is so totally fucking cool for all, all of it's It's awesome pizza. You definitely want to go. Hey, and also, from time to time, they do cannolis. Oh, so fucking good. You know what they said, man. Leave the gun, take the cannoli. Yeah, just like that in Godfather. They're located right next to the Mag Bar at 1396 South 2nd Street. So either stop in or call in at 502-213-0488. They're open till midnight. The witching hour. Heineken? Fuck that shit! Pax Blue Ribbon! Hey, metalheads, you all hear me talk about Magbar all the time. It is the home to the Metal Forge Live showcases and is an integral stop in the Ultimate Underground Metal Tour schedule. They obviously feature live music, but the Magbar also has daily specials like Pint and Slice Night on Tuesdays with Pizza Donisi, but they also do Bring Your Own Vinyl on Thursdays with DJ Kent Jackson and Finer Things Sundays located right next to Pizza Donisi at 1398 South 2nd Street open 3pm to 4am 7 days a week get your asses out to the mag bar rock out For 45 years in keeping Louisville weird, Electric Ladyland has been there for all your eccentricities. While they do offer the best smoking supplies out on the market today, there's a whole lot more to check out. From ashtrays and blacklight posters, to records, incense and burners, and items to stock your metaphysical supply. They are open from 10 to 10, 7 days a week. Located at 2325 Bardstown Road in Louisville, Kentucky, and at electricladyland420.com. Roll out. 
the year was 1979, and all the world was caught up in disco and Star Wars. But in Louisville, something was happening. A young entrepreneur named Ben had a vision to be the best record store in all of the city. Fast forward to 2023, and Better Days Records is still going strong. Still, after all these years, owned by the same guy. We have had some trips and falls along the way, but so does life, and Better Days is here to stay. With two awesome locations at 921 Barrett Avenue and at 2600 West Broadway, Better Days are surely in your future. In a broken wasteland, I come to my fire. Blood and steel upon my fire. going on metalheads thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the metal forge how are you all doing wow this week we have shagrat and slasher dave from the band acid witch here on the line and we're going to be talking with them momentarily but other than that how are you all did y'all have a good week i my week was okay you know we got the day off in the middle of the week kind of thing it's always nice to have a random Tuesday off, you know. Uh, it, it was really kind of cool, too, because uh, you know, work came in on Monday at like 1 o'clock saying, okay, earliest we're going to be able to close is 3, so call your customers. See if they need you to be open. So that was cool. I uh, got a little couple extra uh, hours off there. Had some friends come over Monday night. Had such a blast. Played some bass uh, for... Ezra, he he's uh, picking up guitar and he's doing it pretty cool. It's it's fucking awesome. Dig it. So hell yeah, Acid Witch this week. My, we've got some really cool fucking guests coming up soon. You know, like you know, uh, next week we're gonna have uh, Guillermo Miranda from the band Dieth uh, on their proper episode, not just with you know with Dave uh, Ellison. So he's going to be here next week. And then the week after that, we're going to have Tom Jordan from 20 Watt Tombstone. And later on at the end of the month, uh, Jason and Sean Frazier from, well, hang on now. Jason Gardner from the Heavy Metal Wasteland and Sean Frazier from Wise Blood Records are both going to be on this episode. And we're going to talk about some albums in July. Now, I, I think I mentioned this oh, um, here recently, and I thought it was going to be out on the 14th. It's actually going to be out on the 28th. Just too hectic of scheduling to get 
you know, all three of us together right now, uh, you know, with like a couple of days to spare kind of stuff. And you all know me, I, I've got to have as much time to fuck off as possible because why, if I'm not getting a, an episode out at, at three in the morning for a 6 a.m. release, then what the fuck good am I doing, you know? You, you gotta, you gotta do that, right? You gotta push the wire, you gotta wait to the last fucking possible minute. Uh, luckily enough, I am not doing that much these days because it's getting to be a well-oiled machine. You know, Jason sends me his wastelands. Uh, we get to get, we schedule everything now, and it's actually really kind of cool. It's fun because it's like I know what's going on. It's like okay, uh, this person asked if I could put this episode on this day, and you know we're we're just building the empire here, one one star destroyer at a time, as it were. And thank you every week for tuning in. Thank you to all of the people who have uh, believed in the Metal Forge and Flamekeeper. You know, the Patreon subscribers. Thank you all so much. And if you want to become a Patreon subscriber, go to patreon.com slash flamekeeper. Uh, it's, I believe, one, two, and five dollars. You can get in there and you get exclusive content. You get download codes. You get pre-sale uh, info. You know, anytime uh, any of us, uh, Jason's band or my band, uh, Temptations, Wings, or Overload, have new material coming out, you always get a free download code for all of that stuff, as well as any kind of merch drops and shit like that, which, holy hell, some awesome things are in the in the pike, you know, coming down the pike or around the bend or whatever you want to call it. Uh, we currently have, if you've noticed in the description below... The link for the pre-sale of the Metal Forge Volume 1 is available now. It's on uh, overloadrocks.bandcamp.com. Um, you'll see it on there. Just go to it uh, or click the link. It's in the bottom of the description. It'll say the Metal Forge Volume 1 uh, album. It is a limited press. You're gonna be able. You can get it from the Metal Forge Bandcamp. You can get it from each of the bands on there. Uh, you can go to Better Days Records and get one. The official release date is July 31st. July 31st is the official release date. That's when it's going to be available to download on Bandcamp in its entirety. However, however, it is a limited run. So once they're gone, they're gone. Volume 2 will be out uh, probably later this year. Uh, but we are doing that. There are more things coming. There are Metal Forge T-shirts on the way. Uh, I am getting with. I'm getting back some uh, model proofs of the shirts to to post for you all. Uh, that's coming down the pike. If you are a Patreon subscriber, you will be. You'll have first crack at those, and those will be as ordered. They are not going to have extra presses of them. Uh, I just can't afford it uh, personally. So, yeah, there is that. Also, there is the big goddamn metal show coming in October. Most of the bands have been... I think there's four more bands that need to be announced. They will be announced within the next couple of weeks. And then the flyer will be here, and then you'll get to see all of that. And obviously, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you get first, uh, first knowledge on all of that. 
even at the dollar tier, you know, um, there's just cool stuff. So hell yeah. Now I know if you subscribe to the $5 tier for four months in a row, uh, you will get a metal Ford shirt for free. Uh, so you just have to do that. Um, so cool, man. Like this is, this is awesome. This is some, and you know, uh, I also want to mention too, that with better days, um, we are teaming together to do some possible, uh, uh, limited edition releases, uh, through the metal forge, you know, maybe some like uh, record store day, seven inch releases and stuff like that. And fucking right. It might not be metal, might not be anything, but it's going to be something. That's what we know for sure. I am just so excited. There is so much awesome shit that's still out there that I would love to tell you about, but I'm just not at the beginning. I'm too much at the beginning phase of saying, you know what? That's a cool idea. Let's do that. Let's let's see what we ha- can do to do that. Also, before we get into the interview with uh, Shagrat and Slasher Dave, I want to take a moment and... Uh, if you are a somewhat experienced uh, web person, could you please hit me up at uh, metalforgeradio at gmail.com. Give me, uh, give me some info about yourself. Uh, I would love to bring on somebody who can uh, possibly manage the social media and uh, possibly manage uh, the website stuff because... For one person, it's a fuck ton, man. And now I get like so behind on updating the website. Like right now, I don't think I've updated it since April, which is how it was last year. I got to like September and was like, oh, well, da 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 da, and updated it for like two months. And, and then it was just like another two or three months before I could update it again. And I, I want, I, I still get a lot of people that go to the website to listen to this rather than going through Spotify or iTunes or anything like that. So I got to keep the site up, right? For you guys. But I just need somebody to help me with that. So if you are somebody or you know somebody, uh, let's talk. I can't guarantee a lot of pay, but I can guarantee a little bit of something. So, you know, shoot me a message. Uh, if you, if you're, if we're friends on Facebook and you listen and you can do something like that, shoot me a message. I really want to talk to you about this. This is something I really want to do because hell, everything needs to be, everything needs to be, uh, kept, kept up with, right? You know, let's just, it's all about the fucking metal. It's metal every day. And speaking of metal every day, let's go ahead and get into this week's episode of the Metal Forge with Acid Witch. And this is from Rot Among Us. This is Devil's Night Doom. Detroit firefighters are brightly bracing for Devil's Night. That's the annual free Halloween arson spree. Last year, 281 blazes were reported. City officials are taking steps to try and stop the fire. Intoxicated Chaos brings a thrilling heart 
Witch, and we've got a couple of fucking cool members from the band. We've got Slasher Dave and Shagrat. Dudes, what the fuck's going on? Whoop, whoop. What's happening? Fucking right, man. Like, you know, ever since, like, uh, my tattoo artist is a huge fan of you guys, and, and he's turned me into a big fan as well. And I actually gifted him a back patch of of your guys that he already had, so he's got it displayed up in his in his tattoo station right now. So, uh, fuck yeah, man! Uh, I dig it. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know, always tried to be kind of a artist band, so that's cool that you know other artists kind of pick up on that and like it. Definitely, definitely. So. You guys are in Michigan, right? Yep. Awesome. So how is Michigan, you know, like, by the time we're recording this is in June of 2023. So uh, how is is Michigan right now? Raining and held today. It literally was raining ice. Shit, man. In June. (laughs) Uh, Well, apocalyptic weather, I guess. But, yeah, it didn't rain actually for three weeks or something which is like the longest it hadn't rained in like a hundred years or something and then it's been like nothing but rain the past two days and really odd rain so yeah i don't know end times are on the horizon (laughs) yes uh you're gonna have uh you're gonna have an all all year long winter it sounds like (laughs) don't say yeah oh shit i'm sorry Oh fuck! In Michigan, we literally get like six months of winter and like a couple months of like actually nice weather. So yeah, yeah. So so we're not going to talk about uh, uh, twelve months of winter there, like in Montana, where you get ten months of it. Oh fuck that! Uh, I could not. I could not live in a place that gets more than that. Like. Right where I am now, and I'm just uh, just north of Louisville, inside of Indiana, and right. like, no, fuck that. I've <laughs> even I get I think I we get too much. <laughs> yep, for sure. Fuck yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I like it. You know, I like the winter and the summer. I kind of miss it, but yeah, like you know. I, I like the isolation of winter in, in a lot of ways, so I could be one of those dudes that goes lives in yeah. Canada or UP and fucking chills out. Go really. live, go live in Alaska for yeah. ten months of fucking night. See ya. <laughs> Hang out with my Finnish friends and Bone Hunter. Move to Finland. 
You know, that's that's funny that you say it like that because here I'm sitting there bitching about like all of the things of like, oh, I couldn't fucking stand living through fucking 10 months of winter or whatever. But the funny thing about it is, is like I uh, I've been watching a lot of like survivalist videos, like building uh, building cabins off of the land and shit like that. And so, yeah, yeah it's coming. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh. That's one of the no. biggest things that in my life I've always sat there and it's like, where's the most secluded place I could live? And like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. I love going to secluded places. I love, you know, finding spots that really aren't untouched, like by humans, but, you know, getting kind of hard and harder to find. But there's a lot of places up here, especially when you go up north of Michigan, there's a lot of. A lot of cool nature spots. I, I will say that if you're into that. So, oh hell yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. like definitely overgrown uh, stuff like that. And the other thing is, is like I really wouldn't want to live in a place where there's like uh, venomous snakes or any of that shit. Well, yeah. I agree with you. Fuck the snakes. <laughs> Fuck scorpions. <laughs> Fuck alligators. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's funny that you said the scorpions thing there because I went up to a friend of mine's thrift shop the other day. And like I said, this is our, this is a conversation based podcast. We get derailed real fucking easy. (laughs) So, and I hadn't been up there for at least probably six months. I felt like a bad friend for not showing up and being like, Hey man, what you got new in the store kind of shit. Right. And I went into the other room for a second and I came back and then it's like I saw he had a, an aquarium sitting in the back, and I was just like, oh, you know, it's probably whatever. It's probably a little gecko or some fucking shit. No, it's a fucking scorpion. Oh, shit. Named, nope. named Splash. Oh, yeah. After Sting the Wrestler. I splashed that thing with some bleach. <laughs> and I was just like, holy shit. Because, <laughs> you know, down here we don't... Central Kentucky has like what's called a wood scorpion. It's like a little brown scorpion, but like this was like straight up fucking black, fucking like nasty, fucking like ugh. Big emperor. The things Big. nightmares are made out of. Yeah, yeah, we don't like that up here. So you just got to deal with like maybe some bears and a Bigfoot uh, and some wolves, really. Oh, nice! So you all have the uh, the Bigfoot up there too, huh? Oh, for sure, yeah, definitely. Uh, Sasquatch country up north for sure in Michigan. Yeah. Fuck. See, that's what I want to do. I gotta get with uh, gotta get with uh, Rod from the band E Flat here in Louisville, and we're gonna have to go up there because he's he does a lot of that cryptozoology stuff, which is fucking oh. it's it's rad okay. shit, man. We might get into the, some of that though later in the uh, the general questions. So, Ooh, yeah. uh, first off, fucking I, I consult metal archives, and I just have a perfect. You all have like the perfect write up for the band on there. It says the members' exact instrumental credits for each album are not officially known. The listed roles here reflect the live lineup. <laughs> so. Nobody knows who's on what, it seems like. <laughs> yeah, I think that, like, some of the kind of old school fans that go back kind of know what's up and 
what the roles are, but this band is morphed kind of bigger than what we ever would have expected. So we have many, many of roles that we, that like, uh, me, this day, by the way, that me and Shagrat do, it's, it's probably the work of like 20 people in a normal band, but we're both designers and illustrators. So we like to tackle all the merch and ad mats usually and stuff like that. Yeah, and I guess it's kind of intentionally blurred. That was, um, you know, kind of intentional from the start to be uh, more focused on, like, almost like a weird collective. Like, uh, like there's the band, but there's also, like, the idea of the witch and being kind of uh, this, you know ulterior kind of driving force behind the band so it seemed somewhat unnecessary to really like reveal uh, a lot about us in the beginning and it was just supposed to be a project band from the start so it just kind of like seemed you know a little bit more mysterious to kind of keep it that way definitely and you know and that's that's a cool thing about it is because you know when when it's all anonymic like that it make i think it makes people pay more attention to the collective yeah for sure we we never wanted it to be any type of we just obviously the name acid witch is that's that's what you get you don't need individual members doing like you you get acid witch when you get an album yeah we wanted you to conjure the idea of that character more so when you think of the band and less of like maybe four guys in a band so you're you're thinking more of this uh this mascot idea almost like in a way when you think of iron maiden you probably think of eddie first off like that's probably the first image that comes in your head and then like you know the the members of the band are kind of like secondary to that but you know right. not slighting anyone in iron maiden but they just created such a strong concept and it was a similar idea to that to kind of do like this this concept like that more so than a a, a band of you know four individuals right right well see that's what i always sit there and say is like if you ever notice that like you know mostly it's like a group of two people that are the driving force of any given band and sometimes those two people overtake the entity of the band like what we're talking about here like that's the whole the whole conjuring i guess i mean kiss is a great example of this concept especially if they end up doing what they've said they're going to do and continue on without gene and paul at some point with people just wearing, you know, the star child and the demon costume, much like they have guys who aren't Ace and Peter wearing their costumes nowadays. So you can keep the idea of Kiss, the concept, the band, essentially, the characters going forever, as yeah. long as you have dudes who are willing to play those characters. And in a way, um, it's, it's kind of brilliant, you know, Paul and Gene can retire, and they're still, if they do that, you know, keep it going. They got a re revenue stream coming, you know, for the rest of their lives. I mean, of course they do anyways because it's Kiss, but still, it's like, you know, right. you can keep that legacy going forever in a way. 
Oh yeah, the the uh, the uh, legacy of the uh, of the makeup and everything for sure. You know, you always have that 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 trademark image of who it is, and 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 it's awesome that you hit on that because that was a an interview. It's probably one of my favorite metal interviews ever, and it was with Dave Brocky who said that same thing. Yeah, who said that. He's like, you know, I don't know if I want to do this when I'm 50 or 60, like some of these people are out there. And I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. But but he said, he's like, you know, we essentially created the characters so we could, you know, maybe pass this down to our children if they wanted to do it or somebody else could come in and play this character. Yeah. And I mean, you know, Dave unfortunately passed away and you see like what's going on now i mean guar's still happening i mean obviously odorous you know kind of they retired the character in uh pretty spectacular ways i will say like i actually saw them on tour right after he died like on the first tour they did without odorous and it was pretty fucking hilarious how they handled it um with like you know trying to resurrect odorous with all his favorite things like you know giant heroin needles and uh bottles of booze and pills and stuff and <laughs> it a really gnarly yet fitting touching tribute to dave but they were fucking great in a way like it was the best war show i'd seen in years like dave dying like really gave them a fucking great show but and I, I have to think somewhere like he's probably fucking laughing about that. But yeah, it's it's true, you know. They it's like it it is like acid which on a on a smaller level because obviously we don't have anywhere near like the complicated stage show and all the mythos and whatever that Guar does. But yeah, it's definitely like a similar idea of these, you know more more conceptual ideas than just a, a rock and roll band dude you know right absolutely which is, which is great you know and to be in that whole market is you know that is it to me it seems like it would be really fun i know there's a lot of work that goes into it and most bands today really don't do theatrics yeah, they're, you know, when you're playing on a club level, it's hard to, but you could still do something different to set yourself yeah. apart. Yeah, and when we came out, it was like MySpace era, and I feel like every everybody and their mom was coming out with like a band because all of a sudden there was kind of this platform to do it on. And yeah, that's, we we've really wanted... Somehow it popped, but we really wanted that to just be focused on the witch. And if you actually read the lyrics on like the first album compared to other albums, the whole first album is very, I'd say like 90% of the songs are kind of like just witch themed. I think, well, maybe, yeah, I guess maybe October 31st is a Halloween song, but other than that, yeah, the concept for the first album was just supposed to be an entire album about witches and was really just supposed to begin and end there and was kind of a uh, again why some of the memberships was obscured because that first album was like kind of put together by like Dave myself, Lasse from Hooded Menace um, Billy Nocera from Razorback Records and Evil Speak Magazine and a ton of other shit 
and uh, Sylvester the Goronome from Final Corpse. So there was a bunch of different uh, minds all telling witchcraft tales, and that was just supposed to be it, like this one-off thing. But it kind of uh, became, you know, popular, and, you know, we enjoyed doing it, so ran with it, I guess. Hell yeah, man. See, that's rad as fuck. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, So back in October of last year, you all released Rod Among Us, and fast forward to now, which by the time this episode airs, probably the beginning of July, I'm thinking, um, you all are going to be going on tour with Venom Inc. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I mean, dude, like, Tony's a friend of the show. Uh, I love Venom Inc. You know, they're all great guys. I love watching Mantis and his cat videos on uh, on Facebook <laughs> these days because, he, you know, he's... He seems a little less evil these days. <laughs> yeah. uh, but fuck, how the fuck did that shit happen, man? Yeah. Um, how did it happen? Um, well, I guess uh, our we worked with a guy, uh, a manager named Mark Vieira, and he emailed us one day, and he I remember it uh, said something like, uh. Like, oh, I doubt you guys yeah, are interested. You gotta be interested in this or something like that. Because I don't know if he thought we we think it would be too long or what he was thinking. But I immediately emailed him back and was like, "Oh no, fuck yeah, we're interested." And uh, yeah, it just kind of went from there. So, Hell yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, you know, Venom and Adam Kraft uh, are two of my like all time favorite bands. So I think Venom Inc's great. I've seen them live like. Probably four or five times, I think. I've seen them at least, like, four times in Detroit. And, uh, yeah, I actually, I think their their new albums are great. Uh, yeah, Ave, Sata- or Ave and uh, There's Only Black. Like, they're really good fucking albums. And I oh, yeah. It should be a fucking good tour, you know. If you like those, uh, you know, Venom albums that Tony Dolan's on, fucking Primeval and... Well, yeah, and that's the cool thing too is you get such you get the Venom classics in there too. You're gonna get stuff like mm-hmm. Countess Bathory and Black Metal as well. Yeah, but, I'm I'm actually kind of being a Venom uh, absolute nerd right now and talking about some of the really fucking obscure shit. But oh yes. yeah, no, like uh, I love their cover of fucking Megalomaniac. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. fucking okay, yeah. yeah, that's fun. I love the uh, the Prime Evil album. I mean, yeah. obviously, I I still think School Days is the funniest fucking song on the album, and I love it to death. And I'm and yeah, I, I'll, Teacher's Pet Part Two. What's that? Uh, Teacher's Pet Part Two with School Days. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And you know, I was I was talking with Tony about it, and I saw something like the Wasteland on fucking uh, Amazon and it was going for like $950. It's an incredibly rare and expensive album on vinyl, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he goes, he was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. are you all on the, the entire tour? Yes. We're on this. I think what Venom is doing is two legs. I think they might be doing more after this tour as part of the tour 
Okay, I didn't like on the maybe the East Coast. I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure, but yes, um, Exhumed is on half of it, so they'll be opening up for Venom on half of it, and then I think in California at some point, halfway through the tour, Exhumed is going to leave, and we're going to be direct support. Okay, but yeah, because I'm seeing yeah, some we, stuff with Wormwitch also. Yeah, and enforced. Yes. Sweet. So, yeah, it looks like uh, the tour actually started back on 622 and and goes to 79. So, I think by the time this airs, you all be in uh, Salt Lake City today. <laughs> oh, cool. Right. Well, what up? I'm I'm talking to you from the past. Yes. Yeah, we're talking into the future right now. Uh, so hopefully everything has been going fucking kick ass on the tour. <laughs> As people listen. Yeah, I want to play a compound. Yeah. All the Mormons will come out to see us, hopefully. Yes, definitely. So some some pretty awesome shows here, you know, starting, uh, starting in Dallas and going... Uh, uh, through the West Coast, uh, through to uh, even you've got even like Cheyenne and Salt Lake City and Seattle and Denver and stuff. But yeah, so you're they're kind of you're kind of all over the the West Coast map here. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, especially for you know one day off in that amount of time. Yeah, it's uh, gonna be we could do it. True road dog tours, but we've uh, done much worse. Yeah, we've done some brutal stuff before so it's i think that's just you know part of being in a rock and roll band nowadays they don't usually make the drives too easy on you right so right yeah the last yeah. time we went out it was that way it was eight eight hours to uh milwaukee from louisville then it was another eight hours to akron then it was another five and a half hours to lexington and it's like shit man <laughs> yeah it's fucking brutal sometimes. A lot of people don't realize that, but yeah, I mean, it's a lot of times, you know, you might be going on a couple hours of sleep if you're lucky. So you just got to be careful and like try to at least let one dude get some sleep, you know, let's drive or sleep or whatever. Definitely. Yeah, there's going to be some hikes in this for sure. Oh, absolutely. So when it, when it go when touring, happens for you guys do you all take turns driving do y'all have a designated driver uh no pun intended to you know the the drinking aspect of things but like do you all say all right uh Shagrat, you're gonna drive these three days uh dave you're gonna drive these three what or do y'all plan that shit out or y'all just wing it we have a driver we have a dedicated driver that we usually always tour with uh shout out Kirby, uh, we trust him with our fucking lives. He's gotten us home in one piece so many times that, uh, yeah, and he's great at parallel parking. Yeah, he's fucking awesome. He's, uh, kind of driven for us and roadied for us for, I don't know, a few years now. Four. Yeah, four or five years. And, uh, yeah, so he's awesome. I don't know if we could do this without him, to be honest with you. See, and that's rad as fuck to me, because exactly what you just sit there and said, I know we've all watched videos of bands back in the, you know, from back in the day to fucking present day shit. 
It yeah. takes a team. It takes a team to make a band like that for sure. And like you gotta trust trust those guys and especially when you're on the road with those dudes. I mean those dudes they kinda become like family, you know, so Oh yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it's like a big you know, and that's cool that you guys have that too. You know, that that, you know, shout out to Kirby as you said, for sure, because of uh because it takes dudes like that too that make it work also, you know. The people the people you book like uh you know uh shout out to another another guy uh andrew bansall from metal assault records shout out to yeah. him for fucking sure because you know he's a dedicated merch guy yeah and yeah. and has been like on tour for like the last year and a half <laughs> yeah we talk about all that that all the time you know there's another guy i want to talk bring up or shout out whatever that helps us out a lot too and that's uh sean knight who sings in a band called child bite but he also yeah definitely tours with uh, roadies and uh will perform on stage as the witch so we got kind of two guys that help us out a lot and you know we talk about that a lot but you gotta love it you have to love in a way being on the road it's got to be in your blood you can't really fake it you're gonna learn real quick kind of whether you like being in a touring band after that first week or not and oh yeah yeah so you know it's these dudes like it and they they get it and so yeah you know it works and but yeah i, I love those dudes and without them i don't know i don't know what we do yeah they're friends first like sure. before anything they're they're our fucking boys so I don't know. I think that's very important for any band. And I would assume, like Tim said, that, you know, very close to all those people. So, yeah, it just becomes like a friend family thing of like hardcore trust. And, you know. Yeah. And then you start bringing back the same people for tours because, you know, you kind of like them and you trust them. And then, before you know it, 30 years gone by. And you know, that there's a reason why there is a song called We Are the Road Crew. Yeah. Just just yeah. just leave it at that. There we go. That's the perfect segue, I think. So <laughs> So Motor Go ahead. it out that song for sure. Just read the lyrics and it's how it like it is, you know, A C D C two and a long way to the top. But Motor had even more uh nuance. But yeah, you know, that's that's it. And people sometimes want to glamorize it and they think, Oh, you know, oh wow you know you're going on tour with enemy you know and it's like well that's awesome but you know we're going to be spending a lot of time five fucking stinky dudes in a van too so <laughs> right there are other flip sides to the reality of that six you know six yeah of that that one hour or whatever you get on stage but it's a give and take you know but yeah you gotta fucking love it otherwise you just you, you can't really do it and you'll quit and obviously there's a lot of bands that don't want to do it so they don't tour and i, I can't really fucking blame them in, in a lot of ways you know well, see absolutely because touring can be fucking scary as shit yeah you know uh you could break down you could get robbed you could get fucking you know fucking get stranded somewhere fucking two thousand or 10,000 miles from fucking home. What happens you get fucking oh, stranded in fucking Germany, you know? Fucking. Yeah. Or, you know, compared to fucking 
Michigan, you know, <laughs> or Indiana. Yeah. And yeah, that, that shit can be fucking t- downright terrifying. And yeah, you've got to fucking have a thick skin and, and know who the fuck you're dealing with, with each other. And you know, that's just a, yeah, I totally get it. And that's a, that's a huge PSA. If you want to be a fucking touring band out there is fucking know your shit. <laughs> yeah. I think that's part of it. Like when I was saying sometimes in the band, when we talk to these guys about it and, there's this general sense of like you have to love the unknown you have to like that you know there has to be a a desire inside of you to kind of have that every day when you wake up and you're like fuck i don't know where i'm gonna sleep tonight really Mm -hmm. so yeah there's a certain kind of person that that appeals to and uh yeah it's you know i think uh for instance, like our old drummer, um, Six Chisler, he uh, actually, you know, left the band after our tour. We did a tour in Europe for like 35 days in 2015. And I think after that, he had kind of had enough and, uh, you know, left the band. I think it was just starting to be too much playing out of town for him. So, you know, I, I get that too. But now we got a pretty, pretty solid lineup, uh, I think, of four four guys who like to play live and who like to play out you know so it's hard to find it's it's hard to find that group sometimes because there's always like one or two guys in every other band i want to i've ever been in that just fucking hate touring and like they're not gonna do it so yeah if you can get that right group suck city fuck yeah man i agree Sets hot and hellfire, no sleep till death. Starting Thursday, August 24th, 2023, Reverb Lounge in Omaha, with select dates in Chicago, Detroit, Newport, Indianapolis, Brooklyn, Wallingford, Philadelphia, Washington, Atlanta, Pensacola, Lafayette, and more. Check listings on Facebook and the Haunt the Nation fan No sleep till death. In a time of madness and deceit, its coming was foretold. And now, Soul Grinder has returned to become Velvet Crusher. From the band who brought you the prophecy of blight comes a terrifying new chapter that will leave you changed forever. This summer, dawn the armor of atrophy. Let plasma crush away and become Trusted. 
Some scary moments for customers at a Kansas Home Depot. Police responded to reports of a bomb threat at the store in Wichita. A customer alerted employees. A man inside the bathroom said there was a bomb in the building. Police were able to locate the man responsible for those comments, and that man told police he warned other guests to leave the restroom because he was, quote, uh, fixing to blow it up, but had no intention of causing a panic. man also told police others in the room laughed understanding his joke, which I'm just now getting. <laughs> Home Depot says they will not be pressing charges. Awesome fucking shit. Uh, still within a year on the latest album. Fucking going on, on a summer tour with Venom Inc. And fucking fucking rad shit all around. So let's go ahead and switch over here to the derailed segment. Five random questions where anything fucking goes. Yeah. Uh, question number one is what is the most cringeworthy thing you've either said on stage or heard said on stage? I got a good one. I got got a good one. Tim can go after me. Uh, Shout out Sean Knight, but this um, this happened to me. We're playing Berserker Fest, which he put on uh, when was that? Like four or five years ago. Berserker. Yeah. And yeah. someone in the fucking crowd passed me a joint. <laughs> and I decided I'd be Mr. Cool Guy and, you know, light it up on stage. Not noticing that all my hair was in front of my face. So when I lit it, like, in front of the fucking whole place, my hair just fucking went up. And it's like, to this day, still growing back from like me doing that <laughs> holy shit like, i have short ass hair with my long hair like oh yeah, so you was... almost so you almost got like the fair faucet feather going on then yeah yeah <laughs> i was like playing bass so all of a sudden i'm like man these fucking hairs on fire and oh shit like, <laughs> yeah he tortured it pretty good no fucking video of it though i i've yet to see anybody that actually got video of it. You know, I'm almost rocking a skull at myself at the uh, this age of my life, and uh, and I still see videos of people like Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley, Michael Jackson. You know, where they all got fucking their hair and shit caught on fire on stage, and that fucking <laughs> shit's like, fuck. Do I really yeah. want long hair again? <laughs> no, you know. Hey, if you got the skull, dye that shit red and get a perm. Just clown it, dude. <laughs> I I do have Fuck. red hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, you got it. Something, Tim. Um, I I did probably the biggest fuck up uh, that I ever did was when we were on the aforementioned um, European tour and we're playing in. Scotland and we had played like three dates previously in England before and hadn't slept a lot and we were on stage and I made the uh, almost fatal mistake of saying what's up uh, glad to be in England while we were in Scotland oh, and I'll tell shit. you fucking Scottish people do not like being referred to as English people I'll tell you that and they oh, let yeah. us fuck have it yeah. they were like Woo! Yeah, I'm, a, I'm that, about to pitchfork our asses. And like, <laughs> they were fucking 
pissed. They were pissed, yeah. but it was in a it was in a a good manner. I mean, the whole place just they, erupted into a yeah. Boo. They did forgive me I, after like apologizing profusely, though. But yeah, that was uh, that was probably the worst that I think I've ever fucking done. That's harsh. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh yeah. It was a definitely uh, a hello Cleveland moment when you're in Pittsburgh or something. Yep. Definitely. I mean, honestly, I yeah, or Philly. It'd be a Philly yeah. thing. Thanks. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, Fucking because people. Philly would riot for it. You know, like yeah. fucking like the Scots would riot for it. I think. <laughs> yeah. uh, what talent would be useless in the future? Do you think? What talent? Yeah. Doing music and drawing. <laughs> art, art and music. We're done. We're fucked. Seriously. Yeah. Probably. I mean, I look at uh, some of the illustrations and artwork that AI is doing now, and it's fantastic. It's fucking awesome. I look at this shit, and I'm like, man, it's great. Like, I would use that for an album cover, and you don't have to fucking pay anybody, and I shouldn't even be fucking talking about this because it's so fucked up. And you get it in a second. Yeah, and they, you don't have to fucking wait either. And, like, same thing with music. Like, that fucking fake fucking Drake song that came out a couple weeks ago uh, that AI did, that shit was about to crack the fucking Billboard Top 10, and, like, everyone was fucking freaking out. Then, like, you're going to see that in, in soon, I think, like, with not just huge stars, but anybody that yeah. you can prompt it. Billboard put their top voice 10 in. songs. Yeah, just whatever. I mean, like, the, the biggest songs are going to be all fucking AI created. And you'll probably still have artists and, like, people doing stuff on other levels. But, yeah, I would imagine most of the mainstream music and art you're going to see pretty soon here is going to be all AI created. So, mm-hmm. there's fucking talents i guess and and just uh by the again by the day we're recording this uh loudwire had an uh an article stating where uh paul mccartney would be teaming up with an ai john lennon for one last song well (laughs) oh man i mean that's almost like the fucking that's that just goes to show you in the biggest band of all fucking time using it it's like that's a telltale sign right there i think they pay paul mccartney for that like paul mccartney has to know that's a fucking awful idea but like what they just offer him a bazillion fucking dollars or what like it's it's like who who wants that or needs that well what was wasn't it a, a stupid fucking thing like last year when they did the uh Oh, the fucking, it was the AI fucking, like, Motorhead reunion thing. I don't even know. Yeah, that's the one. It was like they were promoting it as, like, an Oz, an AI OzFest or some shit. Did you need a virtual reality thing to, 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 like, watch it? I think so. Okay, I've heard about concerts where you need the virtual reality, like, set to put over your face. But, like, I could be there, you could be there, Tim could be there, and we're all just chilling in this virtual fucking land in front of a fake, you know, obviously a digitally made stage with... The metaverse, the Motorhead metaverse. Yeah, I can't wait till that... The Motorverse. Plug me fuck in. Right, man. 
Oh, crazy <laughs> shit. Lemmy is God. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, uh, who is your favorite movie hero? Um, movie hero? I gotta go. This is a hard... Yeah, I know. Yeah. This one is rough. He's kind of an anti-hero, but I do think it counts, and that would be um, Goose or Jim Van Bever in the movie Deadbeat at Dawn. He's out for revenge. They fucking killed his girlfriend, and he is going to make some fucking gang members pay. And he's got some nunchucks, got a lot of fucking karate moves, some good looks, some fucking banging looks, some you know, metal punk attitude, switchblade, and he's kind of like my fav- favorite anti-hero. It's one of my favorite movies of all time, Deadbeat at Dawn. Jim Van Bever, go fucking watch it if you've never seen it. <laughs> I have I'll, not. I'll, mine is probably one that everybody's seen, I think, and that's Indie. Indie, baby. Oh, Indiana. yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I like see, I, and, and you know, that's, uh, that's recently the new one is out. You know, I saw they got fucking speaking of AI, they got fucking young ass Harrison Ford in that movie with flashback scenes. That's probably some fucking CGI shit. I just saw that, though. Yeah, see, that's insane. Like, you know, I understand doing it with like in like Rogue One, you know, where they had to fucking create the segue to to episode four. Like. I could tell that that shit in Rogue One. What was the one that Peter Cushing was in? Was that fucking Rogue One? Yes. It looked unnatural as fuck to me still. And I hated that they did that. And yeah. Yeah, his did. It's fucking weird. His did look unnatural. But the the one with Leia... I thought was a, looked a lot better, and that she was at the yeah. end, where she was at the end. But yeah, we're hint with him where they've got him reflected in the glass, and then he turns around. It's like whoa, that's that is a little it's, bit weird. If they would have kept him reflecting in the glass and not having to hyper zoom up on his pores, <laughs> yeah. It like Leia's one thing because she's kind of like more a smoother skin, and I feel like kind of easier to replicate, but. Yeah, when it zooms up on Peter Cushing's CGI face, it's just like a bunch of holes everywhere. Like they tried to hyper, like real realistic, fucking make his face, and it just it comes off really weird looking to me. Right. Uh, I'm gonna answer that one too because I I like to answer some of these as well. Uh, wow, for me, um, favorite movie hero, Indy's up there. I will say that Indy Indy is like right there. Uh, but I think it doesn't get much better than John McClane in, in Die Hard with a Vengeance. Oh, shit. Okay. Hey, motherfucker. <laughs> well, yeah. well, one and three, I think, are perfect fucking movies. So, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes. Okay. I agree. I just, you know, we're on the same page. Fucking Caesar from Planet of the Apes, too, which I just thought about. Oh, yeah. Definitely a huge hero. Is there a government conspiracy afoot to make you consume more cheese due to a cheese surplus? I don't know, but I know I like cheese. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's like, do people actually believe this? I don't know. I think so, because, like, people believe some weird fucking shit. They certainly do, and I'm, uh, 
Yeah, I, I'd love to uh, definitely hear about conspiracy theories that I'm not aware of before. I'm not uh, entirely aware of this one, but I mean, I I like cheese, so I don't know. Really don't know. I mean, I'm a I'm a big cheese fan as well, so uh, you know, I I don't know. I, I, is there something in it? Like, what what's your favorite type of cheese? Like. Is it fucking like really? real fucking like gourmet fucking cheese or or like or do you go and get like the fucking you know craft fucking sixteen slice nah. single pack? Oh. oh man, it's give me a hunk of Parmesan cheese and I'll fucking I'll fucking bite it like a piece of pizza. Depends on <laughs> what what you're doing, what you're making. Like say you go to Philadelphia. You get a fucking real Philly cheesesteak, you know, from Pat's or Gino's. You, you got to get that fucking wit whiz. You got to get that cheese whiz. Mm. Now, do I eat cheese whiz with anything else? Probably fucking not. But, you know, with that said, again, like, what I also love a fucking Parmigiano Reggiano direct from Italy, of course. It's fan-fucking-tastic. So all cheese is really fucking good. And, yeah... I don't know. You even I like the the That's... crazy shit, like the fucking like Munster and and, and yeah. Gloucester and like the fucking like the Limburger cheese and shit. I don't do blue cheese. Yeah. Oh yeah. Most... See, blue cheese on a burger is to me is fucking amazing. Yeah, until it goes sour, sour in your fucking stomach and you're puking for two days. Yeah, we had a, a bad tour experience once with the blue cheese. And uh, aforementioned drummer who quit after touring. So. Dude, do y'all have any recordings from that tour? Maybe you should do it as a live album, Blue Cheese Death. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you really got to trust somebody, trust a restaurant to give you some fucking blue cheese. Blue yeah, cheese. definitely. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Awesome. I do have one more question, but before we get to it, as always, links are listed below, so please give a like, a share, and a follow. Go see these guys on fucking tour. Go buy albums. Go buy merch, because that's what fucking matters. You know, support until you're fucking blue in the face, until you can't fucking support no more, because that's what it's fucking all about. Dudes, do y'all have any shout-outs you want to give? Slasher Dave and Shagrat, do y'all want to say anything to anybody? Shout out everybody that comes out to the show and says what's up and has a good fucking time. Yeah, shout out to all these fucking listeners. Come say what's up to us. Burn us down if you can, because, you know, we like to fucking party. Fuck yeah. Yes, absolutely, because, again, it's exactly what it is. It's going out to the show. It's having a good fucking time. Yes. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, final question of the day. Do you think the benefits of sending people into space outweigh the risks? Depends on how we're doing it. What, what risks are we talking about? Dead human beings? Or not, no return trip, maybe? Well, I mean, you're fucking... People, people die all the time in car accidents, so I, I don't, you know... I don't really think, like, the risk is really, you know... It's a dangerous world, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, so... It's going to be dangerous no matter where you're at, if you're here or there. Exactly. You know, you you uh, got to crack a few eggs to make an omelet, so to speak. So, you, uh, yeah, I mean, 
We'll be beaming laser beams with fucking Neuralink information to an avatar body on Mars. We won't even be beaming physical fucking bodies. So I'm all fucking for it. Go hug me, hug me in and take my conscious and fucking beam me to fucking Venus. I mean, I think that there's already stuff, you know, whether you want to call them aliens or, you know, uh, interterrestrials, extraterrestrials, interdimensional beings, whatnot. I think that there's a lot, a lot of weird stuff going on, you know, kind of going back to the cryptoid conversation in the beginning. But again, yeah, like space is deep. And I think that people, there's a lot of people that already know that, uh, you know, there's other stuff out there. There, The government's already kind of let us know. I mean, they've declassified so many UFO videos over the past couple of years. Mm -hmm. They've definitely soft landed that shit and been like, here you guys go public. Like, you know, here's some of the truth. So, that's just the fucking sliver of what they really fucking got. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, a couple, if anything, you know, like, what's a fucking, you know, who, who's flying on these fucking tests or these Bezos flights and shit, like, anyways, right now, the, like, private flights, I mean, bunch of fucking billionaires, would anyone fucking really cry you know the fucking <laughs> yeah the billionaires were challenge. gone <laughs> i don't know definitely no i mean i think that i think you're they, you're hitting it right on the head there is like you know we're all looking at uh just the way things are it you know with everything because fuck yeah i mean it's dangerous life no matter what you know and whether you're here on earth you're fucking on mars you know you don't know what the fuck's gonna happen just yeah. as much as i don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow or in 15 fucking minutes you know yeah exactly so live for fucking today people yeah and i think it's a mobile you know space exploration is really interesting it's uh it's a noble pursuit if you're going to, you know, die in some tragic space accident trying to, you know, solve high levels of metaphysics or, you know, astrophysics, then, you know, you you've, uh, you were doing something, I guess. You're contributing to the world. Right. So you should be, most people should be that lucky. Fuck yeah. Dudes, thank you so fucking much, uh, Slasher Dave, Shagrat, for coming on the Metal Forge this week. This has been a fucking awesome conversation. Fuck yeah. Uh, on our way out today, what do you guys want to play off Rot Among Us? I'd like to play a song called Gundala, the Green Witch. And I concur. About a very famous Detroit witch in the 70s who wrote a local advice column and owned a occult store in the Detroit area. And her story is quite interesting because it kind of comes full circle with her daughter being murdered on a Halloween night. And it's a very acid witch story, lots of twists and turns, a great fucking storyteller song, and uh, check it out. Hell yeah. yeah.
So you heard them. This is Gundala the Green Witch. Now take a, take a good look at me. Now take a good look at me. Here I am. I'm 50 years old. I'm grossly overweight. I have a complexion that is horrible, hair that is terrible. And do you know that there are men who tell me I am beautiful? Now if I can do that, think what those young girls have going for them. See, it's all spell casting. It's nothing more than what you project to other people through your own belief.
in 2017, one man's vision and passion for all things metal started out as a record store in his house. Years later, the fight against a mainstream empire continues as Shade Beast. An independent metal collective and online store based in Athens, Georgia, is the world's premier heavy metal brand for music heads that value authenticity over the mainstream acceptance. Featuring original t-shirts from some of the best underground artists, as well as stickers, posters from the Shade Beast Presents concert series. Unique, one-of-a-kind collectibles and small curated selection of vinyl and cassettes from the masters old and new. Visit ShadeBeast.com and enter promo code SITHLORD for free domestic shipping on your first order, whether you're a new customer or returning. And be sure to join the Shade Beast social groups on Facebook and the interwebs to keep up with the new release announcements and talk all things metal and Star Wars. You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and filth. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground, from the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine! An independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. 
That's unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com. What's up, Metal Forge fans? This is Alan Bishop, the alchemist of Indiana's Black Forest and head distiller at Spirits of French Lick. Do you find yourself drawn to the unexplained, fascinated by the Fortean, or enchanted by the paranormal? If the things that go bump in the night resonate in your mind, then tune into my brand new podcast, If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything. Featuring first-hand accounts, collected stories, interviews, history, and speculation related to all things not of this world. Available now on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and more. Set back, relax, and remember, if you have ghosts, you have everything. Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code MetalForge10 to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Hey, Metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio, something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at 2736 Charlestown Road, New Albany, Indiana, 47150. Business hours are Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays are 12 to 6. All sessions are appointment only, so give them a call and go get you some new ink. Or if it's your first time, go get your first one, baby. Maxwell's House of Music in Jeffersonville, Indiana is the premier 12,500 square foot music superstore that has served both Southern Indiana and Louisville, Kentucky metro area for over four decades. Originally founded by Marvin and Beverly Maxwell in the 70s, this gym remains a Maxwell family-owned business. Mark Maxwell, along with his business partner, Whitney McNichol, continued the reputation as being the national resource for all things music. In 2022, the iconic Guitar Emporium of Louisville relocated to Maxwell's Music, creating the largest independently owned showroom in the region. The retail offerings at Maxwell's Music includes a huge selection of guitars, basses, amplifiers, effects pedals, modeling amps, keyboards, drums, banjos, mandolins, ukuleles, sound systems, stage lighting equipment, and accessories. 
The music education program at Maxwell's is second to none. From private instrument and voice lessons to DJ, EDM, recording, songwriting, and music theory, to Rock School, Weekend Warriors, and Maxwell's Music Lab, there is something for every age and every ability level. Down in repair land, guitar and instrument repairs and refurbishment are taken care of by the Maxwell's team of expert guitar technicians and luthiers. They also do appraisals of instruments as well. Maxwell's offers installations for professional audio, visual, and lighting systems for schools, churches, clubs, VFWs, funeral homes, sports fields, and so much more. There's also rentable space at Maxwell's, from the music practice and rehearsal rooms for the individuals and bands, all the way to a meeting space and concert venue that seats up to 120. That also includes a professional audio, visual, and lighting system and a sound booth. Maxwell's has it all. All this plus original functioning 1947 recording booth to make your own record. Go to the Guitar Hero Throne, to the very own Elvis statue, and don't forget the Harmony Green Pocket Park. There's a reason the Maxwell's House of Music in Jeffersonville, Indiana has been recognized by the National Association of Music Merchants as a number one award-winning best store design, as well as top 100 music store year after year. You gotta see it to believe it. Maxwell's House of Music in Jeffersonville, Indiana. (laughs) 